This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Hey, Jessica. Hello. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I was looking forward to having you come, seeing all your running videos and running posts. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, let's just get into it because... As I was Instagram stalking you, you know, <laughs> once I knew you were going to come on, I noticed you did a two-mile every four-hour for 48-hour event. Yes. It was Tell a ch- me about that. Quite literally a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Bakersfield Marathon, um, I have participated in some way, shape, or form, whether that's handing out water or actually running in it for, I think, the past, oh gosh, six years now, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed the very first year of the marathon, um, but every year since then. So I had done the half marathon, full marathon, was preparing to do the half marathon in 2020 when it got canceled, obviously because of the pandemic. So they came out with a challenge that was one mile every hour for 26 hours straight. So instead of, you could do the virtual full marathon, you could do a virtual half marathon, 10K, 5K. and then they presented this challenge thinking no one's really going to do this. Yeah. And so my friend Brent Michaels um, at KUZZ and I, I texted him and I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this challenge just because I think it would make great social media content. It will be a challenge. Right. It's one mile every hour. We can do it. And so he said, oh, gosh. And he said, okay, well, if you're going to do it, I'll do it. And yeah. so I said, sure. Um, so we completed that one. That has a whole backstory. Brent ended up uh, fracturing his leg on the Thanksgiving 5K. Oh, no. And we were running the challenge the first week of December. He didn't know he had fractured it, but by the end, long story short, by the end of the first challenge, he had a fully okay. broken leg. So he ran that challenge on a broken leg. That's um, incredible. It was insane, yeah. yes. And so the following <laughs> year, I mean, I should say that next morning, we said, never again. We're never doing anything like this ever again. This was exhausting. He was in pain. Um, yeah. He ended up having surgery and rehabilitation. And then the Bakersfield Marathon organizers said, hey, can we set up a meeting with you guys? We'd love to chat. Uh, still in pandemic mode for 2021. Yeah. They said, unfortunately, we're just not going to be able to do it. Um, it just didn't work out. We really wanted to. We're going to do a challenge again and wanted to see if you guys were interested. And so Brent and I were like, oh, gosh, we really have to think about it. He's coming off of physical therapy. I was like, I don't know if I can do this again. And we said, you know, it's for a good cause. We always raise money um, for the charity of the Bakersfield Marathon's Choice. And so we were like, okay, it's for a good cause. We can do it. Mm -hmm. So this one was two miles every four hours. And I want to say it was for 56 hours straight. So you had a four-hour window to complete two miles. And you had to run the two miles consecutively. You couldn't do one and then another within four hours. So you had to run okay. the two miles consecutively. But you could do it anytime within that four-hour window. So if it's right. 4 to 8 p.m. and 8 to midnight, you could run two miles at the very end, say 7.30 to 8 o'clock, and then another two miles, 8 to 8.30 if you wanted to. Yeah. Butt them together, make them four hours. So we were like, well, at least we'll get to sleep on this challenge. Right. That'll right. be easy. I don't think we accounted for the fact that Two miles when you're exhausted um, is a lot longer than one mile when you're exhausted. (laughs) And so— It seems like more than double. That's for sure. It was like, you know, at least with the mile, you'd get to three-quarters of a mile, and, you know, you're tired and hungry, and, you know, you'd be like, okay, it's just 
0.25 and then we're done. But this one was like, oh, we have a whole nother mile to still do. And it's really yeah. hard. So figuring out food, we both came off of a Friday workday right into the challenge. Um, he drove up to Fresno to complete some of the Saturday miles with me. I drove down to Bakersfield to complete some of the miles with him. And we were pooped by the end of the weekend. But we did raise, I want to say, over $2,000 for the nice. charity. It was awesome. This time, though, we said never again. So you're not <laughs> really, we will not do another challenge like ever. That. Not even the one mile one. Not even the one mile no one. Kidding, that, no kidding. So which I'm thinking the midnight ones or the two in the morning ones were the hardest. Yes. Yes. So I would actually say the the first year's challenge, doing them, we had to do them at the top of the hour every hour, and that was hard because I mean we're getting a total of. 12 minutes of sleep in between yeah. each by the time you wind down and um, Brent was injured during that one. So I would run, fully run my mile and then come walk back with him if he wasn't able to jog it. And so, you know, by the time we wind it down, it's, we have 12 minutes and then the alarm goes off and you have to start right. at the top of the hour. Right. So the two mile one, because it was extended over so many days, was exhausting because, you know, you felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel until Sunday. <laughs> so right, Sunday, right. And you're just beat. Because you're going I mean, through two nights of it. Yes. And I, I joined a, a gym just to um, run my overnight miles because I didn't want to run alone outside. And I have not ran on a, a gym treadmill in a really long time. So that was an experience. I didn't yeah. time out my meals right. So I was nauseous running. I'm exhausted because I've been up all day with work, yeah. running around. So it was a lot. Yeah. Fighting those overnight hours to actually stay awake was hard and trying to get your body okay. motivated. So it's a hard no on the, four, hard on no. the four, four mile, so every four hour, the garden challenge or whatever yeah, they call it. We had somebody reach <laughs> out to us right after on social media. There's a, a running account that shared our challenge and said, hey, if you guys want to donate, help them out. They're doing yeah. it for a good cause. And somebody messaged us after we were done and said, do the four by four with us. And Brent and I <laughs> both said, absolutely not. We're good. I, it was, this, yeah, that's it was still fresh too. Oh, yes. This was just, oh, gosh, when did we do this? A couple months ago? Maybe a month? Two months ago? It, yeah. it all blends together now, but it right. has not been a long time, so it's very fresh. It has not been mind. long enough <laughs> right, exactly. for you to even think about it. Exactly, yeah. yes. So what got you started in running in the beginning? Yeah, so out? I was dating a guy, and his sister was very big into races, into running. And, um, you know, to be fully transparent, she looked like me. I'm not built like a runner in my mm -hmm. mind. Um, and so she said, come to a 5K, come to a 10K. Yeah. And I finally agreed to do a 10K. Um, we did the Seeing is Believing um, 10K in Bakersfield, which was a local boy who put on a race. He was blind. He was a blind runner. And so it was really cool. Um, so we signed up to do that. And I was terrified. I remember running yeah. uh, five miles. I think we had like two or three weeks to prepare. I think I ran five miles and I was barely made it. But I was like, okay, at least I know I can do five and not pass out. Right, or right. <laughs> So uh, we signed up. My sister did it with us. And mm -hmm. I ended up getting first place in my age group, which then, you know, nice blew my mind yeah. because I came from zero to a 10K and one first place in my age group. To be fair, it was a small race, but That's you right. know, it's okay. It. I'll take it. it. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. And um, I got the bug after that. I mean, I was like, okay, I want to do another one and I want to do uh -huh. another one. And later that year, I want to say that race was at the end of January, early February. And by November, I believe, I ran my first half marathon because I just kept... Wanting adding. more. Yeah. I wanted more. Yeah. And half marathon was very scary to think of. And so I decided to do it and it went well. 
Right. So, so what, how many, mar- you do marathons also? I, right? I've done two marathons. Yeah. So in 2018, um, that's the year I started running, um, did that 10K January, February, and I want to say it was November, maybe September, October, November, somewhere toward the it fall, Mm -hmm. um, I did the Ventura Half Marathon. So decided to run my first half, signed up for that one, and then Bakersfield Half Marathon came around. I had handed out water with the local news station the two Uh years prior. So I said, well, I'm going to sign up for the half marathon. I'm going to do it. And it was really cool. Um, Signed up for that one after I did Ventura. So I did two back-to-back half marathons one month and then the next. And then the following year, I said, I think I'm going to go for the full marathon this year. And I was terrified once again. Um, I was sharing with you. I I was literally in tears signing up for the full marathon (laughs) because I'm like— Scaring yourself to death. What am I doing? (laughs) I can't do this. You know, I'm not a runner. Like, I'm not what I imagine a runner is in my mind, you know, tall, thin, extremely fit. You know, I'm not that person. And so who do I think I am to be able to run a marathon? But again, it was really that friend and then having experienced half yeah. marathons and seeing the crowds mm-hmm. and saying, okay, I look like that person. Okay, I look like that person. They can do it. I can do it. And so that got me into it. I did Ventura um, in 2019, and then I did Bakersfield the month after the full marathon here, mm-hmm. and then um, was signed up for more half marathons. I don't know that I'll do more marathons just because the training was so grueling. Well, I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to lead into that. But yeah, on top of Marathons, though, Bakersfield Marathon, that's a tough marathon. Well, yes. That is, there's a lot of elevation gain in that. Yes, especially over um, by Bakersfield College. Yeah. You know, that's where it heads really uphill, and I'm terrible at hills. And not yeah. to mention, there's not a lot of, especially where I am in Fresno now, and even when I was living out here in Bakersfield, where I was running, it didn't have a lot of hills. So any slight elevation, I'm exhausted almost immediately. And so that was tough. And I I ran yeah. that course prior to the marathon happening, just that portion where it's all uphill. And I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Well, that's a, that's a tough hill. <laughs> yes. That's not. Oh, know, yeah. Oh, lo- yeah. I mean, I don't run marathons, mm-hmm. but, you know, when I do look at courses, you know, when they what they call a hill is a hill, but usually they're pretty gradual slope. Right. Yes. No, that yes. one, there's nothing gradual about no. it. It's going straight up for <laughs> straight a while. Straight up, yes. You know, for a long while. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. It's not like just a, a quick one and it flattens out. It stays yeah. at a grade for quite some time where you feel like you're not moving. I mean, right. my legs are moving, but I don't feel like I'm making any progress. Yeah, like, I am not clicking off any right. distance on this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was. I remember I, I have a video of it. Um I was, you can see me running with the pacer right before we hit the hills. Yeah. And then 15 minutes down the road, the pacer was gone. And I was like barely <laughs> chugging along. And I was like, well, I lost him really quick. So, but it's okay. I, yeah, I forget about the pacer. So you're running, you just keep your eye on whatever pace you're wanting to yes. do it at, you know, a 1030 pace or nine minute pace or whatever it is. Yeah. So you just follow that person, right? Yes. So they actually. You don't have to look at your watch. You're just, all right, exactly. just follow this guy. Okay. Yes. And that makes it great. And I, I remember, I want to say it was the Bakersfield Marathon because I wanted to PR um, from what I did in Ventura the month before. I didn't care if it was by a second. I just wanted a PR. Right. And so I, I want to say I was following the maybe four hour pacer. And I think I told the four, 
I can't remember if it was 430 pacer or something. I, I don't, it's all a blur now. Mm-hmm. But I told the pacer behind me at the start line, I said, if you see me, if you're coming up behind me, I need you to yell and tell me to keep moving because I want to beat my time. And so he uh, he said, oh, okay. And he caught me probably at mile 24. Oh. And so I was devastated, but I was gassed out. I was like, I'm giving it everything I can, and I have to just be happy with this. Right. And the what ended up happening was a pleasant surprise was he was running off of gun time, not off of chip time. So he was actually two or three minutes ahead of the time I wanted to finish. Oh. So it didn't end up hurting me. I did end up PRing by like 30 seconds, but oh, I was nice. like, I'll take it. Nice so, sweet surprise at the end. Yes, because I was like, oh, well, I guess I don't PR, no big deal. And so when I yeah. figured out I PR'd by 30 seconds, I was like, I'm done. Great. Right. This is amazing. So so yeah. let's talk about the training for a marathon. What? How many miles a week were you putting in? Oh, gosh. That just, yeah, it just depends. I mean, it got up there. I would say easily 40 by like toward the end easily. And that's really hard to do, um, with the work schedule. So, um, as you know, I, I work for the news. Uh-huh. So here in Bakersfield, I was an evening anchor. So I would go into work at two 30. I would get off at 11 30 PM. That means I'm going to bed 1 AM, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so when I was training for the marathons, I was going to bed at one and getting up at four to eat right. and then head out to go do some of my long runs. And I was exhausted because by the time I'm done with my long run, it's probably 10. And so then I go home, ice my knees, shower, eat. I try to take, you know, a 30 minute nap and then I have to get up and get ready for work and do the right. day all over again. And, and what were your long runs at that time? Um, what did so you get up to? I did up to 23 miles oh, wow. prior to my first marathon. Yeah. So I I didn't, um, I think a lot of people, a lot of my friends have gone really just up to 20, 21, mm-hmm. but I went up to 23. Just again, I was scared and wanted to make sure I could do it. And, um, well, and besides getting up to 23, how many, how often were you adding distance? Every week? Every week. Or- yeah. Yes, every so week. So you started off, oh my gosh. let's say, 10, oh. 12-mile runs? Oh, less than that. I mean, I, I want to say I prior to my first marathon, I don't think I had run— I mean, I had done a half marathon, but I was only training up to that when I was running those, right? right and so, right. so the year of—I remember in August, I did a half marathon, and that was on pace for where I wanted to be. So, I mean, I was— adding a mile, maybe maybe two miles if I was really feeling good, um, doing my run each week, and then doing smaller runs in between. So fours, right. sixes, something like that. Yeah. It was a lot. It was grueling and exhausting. So uh, yes. adding it up and right. on no sleep with the schedule I was on. Right. So, so were your shorter runs, like intervals, Things like that, and so, then long, slow runs on the weekend? They're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> I was not educated, and so I was not doing that. I was okay. just doing basically slow runs all the time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, through the course now, I, I would argue that I burned myself out a little bit because I was just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So um, I would argue that I, I burned myself out, and now looking into it, I'm like, oh, oh, this makes so much more sense doing sort of tempo runs and mm-hmm. intervals and changing it up. I've added spin a lot more now too yeah. when I'm feeling like my body is just not up for a run. I'm like, okay, well, here's something that can get my cardio going and maybe not kill my knees as much. So I have a Peloton at home, which is right. incredible. Um, and I've been doing that adding in too. The other thing I wasn't doing when I was training was any sort of weightlifting. 
-hmm. I basically axed that completely out of my routine, and I wish I wouldn't have. So I wish I would have mixed some of that in But it's in always easy to say that, right? It's so Like, easy. when you look back, like, I wish I would have. Sure, but right. But then when you put yourself back in the middle of it, and yes, you should keep doing it. Mm -hmm. When you're in the middle of it, sometimes it's, you don't have the energy. Right. Or... Yeah, you're just smoked. Yeah, and I was always concerned with, well, <laughs> if I do legs today, then my long runs tomorrow, yep. my legs are going to be so tired and sore and I won't be able to do it. And so, you know, it's coming up with all of these. So now I've tried to be a little more strategic. Um, this go around uh, doing weights, doing spin, doing runs mm -hmm. and, and mixing it up, but also being, you know, methodical. Okay, I have to get some weights in somewhere. So maybe I do it Monday to give my body enough time to, you know— not be sore by the time I do my long run. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a balance. Right. And what about for the challenge? Did you mm. vary your training quite a bit? Like, I or wish. did you just kind of follow them up? <laughs> so I was wish. that marathon training or no? So we actually, I would argue that I was the least in shape for this two by four challenge we just did. Um, for that run, I was the least in shape I've been in a really long time. And I'm trying to build back up now, but I would say I, I ran a half marathon, oh gosh, a couple months ago and was pretty defeated because my training had fallen off. I, I had moved a couple times. Obviously, I moved up to Fresno and then yeah. I was living with my sister trying to find a place, which we know the market right now yes, and finding right. a place to live. So once I... Um, was starting into my training, I found a place to live. So then I had to move and then it's unpacking and getting settled, mm -hmm. um, appliances and things like that. Um, and then I started getting back into my routine, rolled my ankle and I'm like, oh man, just, you know, knock yeah. down, knock down. So I would say that the training, as far as the challenge was minimal, I, I exercise regularly. So, you know, gym workouts, weightlifting, some spins, some running, but yeah. not any sort of focus training for that challenge, right. which scared me honest, quite honestly, but I was surprised at how good my body felt breaking up the miles, even mm -hmm. though I ran more miles that weekend than I had in a really long time. I felt okay, I think, because it wasn't a lot of miles at once, right. if that makes sense. What was harder on that, the mental part or the physical? Mental, 100%. 100%. 100% mental. I wanted, I was at the gym, oh gosh, maybe it was the second night. Um, second night for the second set of miles. I was doing my midnight to 4 a.m., I was so lucky I had a friend reach out, a, a social media friend who saw mm -hmm. I was doing the challenge. And he said, hey, if you need someone to run a couple miles with you, I'll do a couple. And I was like, please come run my eight to midnight miles with me. That would be a huge help. Um, it was so fun. We had the best time. <laughs> right. I mean, he was so hyper and like, let's go, we're doing it. And so I had all this energy going to the gym to do my 12 to 4 a.m. Yeah. And I think I gassed myself out in the two miles with him because I was so energetic and so hyper. Yeah. Then I got to the midnight miles and I wanted to cry. I was so tired. <laughs> My body was tired. I wanted to go to sleep and thinking about, I now have to get up at seven at least, at the latest, to mm -hmm. get up and run my next mile. I just wanted to sleep. I wanted to eat. I wanted to just lay. You just wanted to shut down. That's it. Right? I didn't want to do yeah. it. I did yeah. not want to do it. And I was texting Brent, who was running them here, and I said, I'm so over this. I was like, I don't want to run these miles. Um, yeah. I think I walked the second mile of those two miles because I was just feeling defeated. But <laughs> the next morning, I did get up, and I felt mm -hmm. a lot better once I had some rest. And um, I was like— at least it's Sunday and the day 
today's the day. Like right. we're done after right. today. Right. So, but it was definitely the mental challenge. The the physical was fine. Um, it was hard, but yeah. mental was definitely the toughest part. Did you have a strategy of I'm running this whole thing or a run walk strategy? So I definitely wanted to run the entire thing. Mm -hmm. There was no doubt about it because I thought, okay, the faster I can get this done, the better. One of my best friends got engaged that weekend. We didn't know she was getting, we knew she was getting engaged somewhere around that time. So then it turned into an instant celebration dinner. And I'm like, okay, now I've got to hurry up and get these miles done. And then I have to figure out what I can eat because I have to run more later. And it was, (laughs) so it was really hard trying to navigate all of that um, in the middle of, this challenge that I have going on, but right. I definitely wanted to run because I thought I can still, you know, get my house cleaned. I can go run those errands. <laughs> the faster I run the miles, the faster I'll be done. Yeah. And um, I would say for the majority, other than the midnight to 4 a.m. ones, I, I ran all of them. And did you have a different pace in mind versus a half, well, obviously a half marathon versus a marathon, but a marathon, like, I don't know what pace you run at, mm-hmm. but did you have a mindset to say, okay, I'm going to run this pace in order to complete this versus a marathon? For the challenge? Yeah, for the challenge. Um, I So my pace for the marathon and half marathons, I would even argue, um, because I built up that way, um, I was running about a 9.06 mm-hmm. mile, which I was very happy with. So um, I, I've been okay with that. I would say more consistently now, I just got my 5K back down to an 8.15 mile, which I'm mm-hmm. happy with. But at my peak... I was at like a 745. So uh-huh. I'm not back there yet, right. but I'm working on it. So this pace, I knew I didn't, I wanted to stay for sure under 10. I didn't want to go longer than 10, but I would be happy around a 930, 945 for these two miles if I yeah. could keep it in that realm. Right. So I try to be gentle with myself because I'm like, look, you have to remember, especially that challenge, it's for charity. Like we're doing this for a good cause. You yeah. don't have to put so much pressure on yourself. Right. But you're also, you know, wanting to challenge yourself. And can I do this? Can my body handle this? Well, if you're the type of person that's going to do a challenge like that, you also have the same mental, it's just in you. Yes. You're going to push yourself. It's I, just the way it happens, right? And and I think that's the same thing with all of these people who do races, right? Where mm-hmm. it starts out a 5K. Okay, and then I'll try a 10K. Okay, and then I'll try a half marathon. Okay, and then I'll try a full marathon. Right. That's just, you don't think you can do it and then you do it. And then you're like, okay, well, I definitely can't do that. So I'm going to try it and say I can't yeah. do it, prove myself yeah. wrong. And then you get it done. And right. then you're just shocked with yourself all over again. So you just keep pushing the limits. So I think that's all what it comes back to, that mentality. Do you have I think any, they all have it. Do you have any ultras in mind? Uh-uh. I think you'll go. <laughs> that was a quick no. No. Yeah. Again, I just really think it's the training. I've had a few friends try to right. you know, encourage me to do those. And I, I just... <laughs> I can't dedicate the time. So for instance, right now I'm training for a half marathon in March mm-hmm. and I already feel a little behind on that training, but not terrible, but I'm trying to be very consistent and add a mile each week. Um, I'm at seven miles this week, but I'm now reporting 9.30 to 6.30. So versus here in Bakersfield where I worked in an office all day um, as an anchor, I'm now out in the field. So I can be anywhere. I can be in the middle of nowhere. I could be at a crime scene. I could be at a standoff. Yeah, you get last-minute calls. I'm assuming that can just disrupt your day. So, like, just for instance, um, my work week this week, I was at home Monday morning packing my lunch. I got a call. They said, can you come in early? We're sending you to Stockton. And I'm like, what's going on in Stockton? Why are we going to Stockton? So there was a big incident up there. So I'm thinking, okay, no problem. Um, 
but that changes everything from that moment, right? Right, yeah. Now I have a two-hour car ride at minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so coffee and water, those have to stop because we can't stop every five minutes. Um, food, I need to make sure I'm fed because now we're in a breaking news situation. So I might not have time to eat until later today. Packing my lunch so that I have things I can snack mm-hmm. on throughout the day. And then who knows what time I'm getting home tonight. So you throw the dog a little extra food, make <laughs> yeah, sure right. he's all set up, good to go. Yeah. Um, and then you get home late and you're tired. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I did spin this morning because I wanted to run tomorrow, but that's probably going to get pushed to Wednesday now, you know, and it starts bumping things. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's kind of how the week went. Wednesday, I ended up, where was I? I was back up north in at water for a different story. And I also had a big investigation that was going to come out Thursday. Yeah. So I was trying to balance the story I was working on, working with legal for my story for Thursday um, and getting very behind. So I, you know, told my bosses, hey, I am getting super behind. I'm going to need help tomorrow to, you know, either have an easy story so I can keep working on this. Right. And they said, well, you can stay late tonight. Well, I'm also in a kickball league Wednesday night. (laughs) So I'm like, I can't stay late tonight. I'm already going to get back to work late because I'm out of town. I'm going to be late to kickball. And I know we normally go out to dinner after kickball. So I'm already going to be home late. I wanted to run Thursday morning, do my seven-mile run. So my boss said, well, okay, come in early tomorrow. And I'm thinking, I already have to be up so early because I have to run. I don't want to get up even earlier. And I'm instantly overwhelmed, right? And I'm just instantly like, which do I give up? My my fun weeknight event that I get to do that is my sort of mental health thing, like hang yeah. out, easygoing. It's right. funny. We're playing a child's game, running around bases. Yeah. Or do I give up my run the next morning and try to push it to Friday? Well, no, I can't push it to Friday because I have to do that thing Friday night, and that's going to make for a really long day. So it becomes this huge balance yeah, of totally does. what do I give up and, you know, which am I willing to give up? and. I didn't give up anything, you know, I just had a really crammed day Thursday, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, it's been hard and that's sort of the thing that happens. I didn't expect to be sent out of town three times this week and that messes everything up. And So when you do get in a crazy situation like that, I mean, I'm assuming sometimes you do have to miss a workout. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a number, like for me, it's three days. If I miss two days, I can get right back to it. Mm -hmm. Like nothing's broken. Sure. The cycle still feels normal. Yes. But if I miss three days, then it feels like. Oh, no. I mean, it's only three days still. You sure. Know, that's not, if you've been consistent, who really cares? Right. But mentally for me, three days is the number where I feel like I'm starting over, even though I'm not. Yes. But psychologically, I'm like, oh, I've been I, away from this forever. Right. I think you know? three. I think you're right. I think three is is where it starts to tilt toward the, oh no, yeah. we're really getting off track here. <laughs> right. Versus I had no choice on that day. I had no choice on that day, you know. Um, you get and right s- back to it. Yeah. And yeah. so I-, I think three days is probably it, which is why I try to stack it at the beginning of the week and in the morning um, to ensure that if the rest of this week blows up, at least I've got some, you know, I've got right. some of it handled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. I'm always grateful for myself getting up that Monday morning, that Tuesday morning to do it because when the week blows up, which it does a lot, you know, breaking news does not have a schedule. And so things can, I can get sent out of town overnight. I can, you know, get stuck at work really late. Yeah. Work a double right now, of course, with the pandemic, people are getting sick left and right and people are having to cover shifts and it can just change. It can change so quickly. I also- Do you you stay on the same shift for 
a long period of time? Yes. Or, so my yeah. normal shift is Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 6.30 p.m. Oh, okay. So unless, you know, people are off and things like that, I'm almost always on that shift right now, okay. which is great. Um, and then, of course, give or take. You might get back a little bit later. You might have to get, go in a little earlier. It just depends on And how many days on. a week does that happen, more or less? Does it happen frequently? Um, or? Yes and no. I would, mm-hmm. mm, I would average some, I'm thinking, something like this week is pretty unusual. I would say maybe once a month I have a week like this, maybe. Okay. Um, and typically it's not three days in a row. Typically it's one day, um, and then you're kind of playing catch up the rest of the week. Okay. But um, it's pretty unusual. They're pretty kind about it. But I would say we do get called in. For instance, I'll cover court a lot. Court starts earlier than my shift, so they'll call and say, hey, tomorrow you got to come in early. Gotcha. That sort of thing. Um, or yeah. you're at a breaking news scene at 6 o'clock, and then you end up staying there until 7.30 until the night side person can come take over. Yeah. So yeah. it's not too bad. I would say it's relatively consistent that I get to stay on my schedule, right. but I'm trying to think. Maybe four times a month, maybe. So, okay, so that's not too bad. No. Yeah. But which, you just never know when it's coming. Yeah, and it'll probably run in streaks. Yes. Where it mm-hmm. clumps up. Yes. And tries. then you feel like, can everybody just calm down? <laughs> what right. is going on right. in the world? Like everything just relax for a minute. So and that totally shows the importance of consistency. Yes. You know, so if you're just you just stay at it. Mm-hmm. I try to tell everybody that it's over time. Mm-hmm. The benefits come over time, yes. not from that week's workout or that one good hard workout, mm-hmm. you need to have those, but it's all about the consistency. Yes. So when the crazy times come, and yeah, you do hit, maybe you do hit three days where you didn't work out. Guess what? You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You'll be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you get back to it. Yes. Right? Yes. And that, that I tend to make my weekend workouts easy, like maybe a 30-minute spin or a little two, three-mile jog and mm-hmm. just keep it simple. Those I consider fun, right? Those I don't consider strenuous. It's just kind of getting my body moving, blood flowing, a little sweat. Um, and and I'm happy to ditch those if I felt like I had a good week. And so those tend to be my makeups, right? If I end up feeling like I did have three days off during the week, okay, instead of just doing a little two-mile run, I'll probably bump it up to four or five on the right. weekend right. and feel better. Like, okay, I'm balancing out. I'm giving myself the consistent work this week. So that way, if next week ends up blowing up all over the place too, at yeah. least I got this. Yeah. So So what is a typical week of workout? Because you mentioned that you mm-hmm. add spin in and weights. So what is a typical yeah. week? So right now, I, and I'm playing with it right now, but um, I tend to do um, weights Mondays spin Tuesdays and spin would come along with either a quick little weight session or core mm-hmm. or something like that. And then Wednesday or Thursday is when I tend to do my long run. I like to get my long run done during the week. I'm in a long distance relationship. He lives down in San Diego. Yeah. So I travel back and forth a lot. So right. going on a late night drive Friday, having to get up early Saturday or Sunday is not happening for a run. <laughs> I'd rather do it during the week. Yeah. So I'll do my long run Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. Um, the day after, whichever one I do, I'll do yoga. I'm just starting to incorporate yoga because I feel like I need to stretch mm-hmm. and move my body differently. And then it'll be spin and weights. I typically do a half and half. So like a 30-minute, solid 30-minute spin, solid 30-minute weights on Thursday or Friday, depending yeah. on So you're getting day. weights in about three days a week. I, two consistently. Two cons- yeah. yeah. Two consistently. Sometimes I would, I would call it two and a half. Maybe. Right, right. And that's, I'm really trying to focus on that because I ditched it so much in the beginning when I was first getting into running that I feel like I really need to make 
a concerted effort to try to bring that back because I don't think it's going to do anything but help me. Don't you notice how much better your body feels when you are lifting? Yes. For me, I do. It's if I'm just endurance training 100%, yeah. of course I'm getting in shape right. for whatever I'm training for. Mm-hmm. Man, the body feels so much better when you incorporate weights. So much. And, and you know, it's a different sort of sore compared right. to running sore. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't felt that <laughs> muscle in a while. Right. And, you know, it's you get up funny from your desk the next day. Totally. But, I mean, it's nice. It's so nice to have a different sense of, you know, just, I don't know, sore body, feeling like you actually, like, accomplished things, got your body yeah. working, your muscles working. And I feel— more powerful on my runs, honestly. And I think it's probably partially because I'm giving my body that break from totally. the running that yeah. it's like, oh, we're ready to actually do this long run mm-hmm. instead of you running the past three days and now trying to kick in a long run on top of that. Right. Yeah. It's, but I, I appreciate you so much coming on because I know you, you probably had a hectic life being a <laughs> reporter. I'm like, it can't be, it can't be just, you know, oh, nine to five crazy. office hours. Had to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, totally appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, but before you go, what's your workout tomorrow? My workout tomorrow, I'm actually taking tomorrow off only right. because I'm, off. I'm in Bakersfield this weekend. I have planned all week, which was also the other reason I was trying to get so many workouts in this week. Um, one of my former coworkers from 23ABC is coming back in town. I'm coming back in town to meet up with all of our old coworkers from 23ABC. Yeah, so yeah. we have lunches and dinners and breakfasts planned for the whole weekend with right, everybody. Right. So, um, so I'm taking... Um, today and tomorrow off. I didn't get up and do a class this morning. I debated it and I thought, no, I'm just going to rest. <laughs> I feel like I need to be, you know, mentally and physically like just okay to to handle the weekend. But Monday, I'm going right back. I want to do a 60-minute spin Monday morning um, and then Tuesday weights, Wednesday long run. And I'm going to stick to upper body Tuesday, nice. Wednesday long run, nice. Thursday yoga, and then Friday probably will be spin and weights again. Excellent. I know. Constantly thinking ahead. Constantly. Yeah, you have no choice. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, you're getting my head spinning about possible challenge. Okay. (laughs) Definitely do it. I I don't know. I love it. You'll. I think you'll be surprised. Looks. Looks pretty interesting. Yeah. It's fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. 